Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Still in Motion podcast, where we talk about dance and dance photography from both sides of the camera. I'm Catherine. I'm Jonathan, and it's been a crazy week, and I'm so excited, though, because I am now done for the rest of April. <laughs> Just want to like, put that out there now. <laughs> it's only it's only April 11th. I know, and I'm so excited. You're done working for April? What? Yeah, well, I had, when, like, I want to say in February, I was getting really overwhelmed with projects and work, so I decided... I was going to take all of April off and use that as a time of like recharging myself, maybe do some fun projects that I want to do, but not worry about freelance work. I'll I'll still be teaching. So it's not like I have no income or anything, but no freelance photography, videography work. And I had one last final project. I finished it. I submitted it yesterday. So now I am done for April. I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so nice to have some like relaxing time off. Yeah. Well, because I've just been going nonstop since January. I had a couple bigger editing projects or filming projects that like I was this the past week and a half has been a nightmare for me. I've been going to bed at like 6 or 7 a.m. consistently, like almost every day editing. That's very bad. So I'm excited to uh, revamp my schedule and go to bed on time and eat healthy again and hopefully start to exercise and can you all those things um, that i should be doing anyways both me and our listeners do like a super quick list if you can remember of like all of the video and photo projects that you have done since january till now since the beginning of the new year basically yeah uh okay so let's see there was I was on a film residency with Orange Grove Dance where we were working in this barn for like a weekend. That was pretty intense, but that was fun. I did a 360 immersive dance film with SJ Ewing and Dancers and that we filmed it in January and it premiered at Dance Place in March. Uh, Oh gosh, there was something happening in February that I am blanking on, but it took a while to do. Uh, I was also filming with with Orange Grove for Howard Community College, their dance intense, uh, their virtual dance concert. I just finished working with American University and their students. That's the thing I just submitted. We created a dance film where they all filmed themselves and I had to edit their footage. And that was so painful. What um, was the thing that you did? You were like filming in someone's basement with like a bunch of fog. Oh shoot! That's what that's what was in February. Yeah, yeah. And then I made a uh, I created a dance film with my friend Sinclair, who's on faculty at VCU for their like spring dance concert or faculty dance concert. And then I also created a short dance film with me and my friend, where I was dancing in it, but I edited the footage, and that actually premiered yesterday through Dance Place. So it's been like one thing after another. And then you also did well, like s- some smaller things in there, right? Like you did those headshots with the aluminum foil behind yeah that yeah and i had fatigue. a couple photo shoots headshot sessions all that stuff too well that's a lot for like three months yeah and it just kind of happened to fit that everyone needs virtual stuff for their normal recital or spring concert you know so i'm sure i'm not going to be i wouldn't be this busy going into may and june even if i wasn't taking a break you know, and saying no to projects. I think it just happened that this was like the natural swell of stuff in the dance world. Do you think related to 
COVID or do you think this is always like a busy time for dance stuff, like January, February, March? I think because of COVID, it got busy for me because everyone needed a virtual something for their dance concert or recital. Okay, yeah, that like makes normally sense. now is the time when people would start to be getting ready for recital or doing their spring concert, and so they are thinking about how do we do this because of COVID. So normally I wouldn't be doing all of these film projects. Although hopefully now people see the value in dance film and it kind of stays there. Probably not to the same amount as right now for sure like like i want to be back in person too like i don't want to see all these dance films as much either but hopefully you know people will will still keep making these what's the deal with all of your little slow motion videos that you've been making oh (laughs) so if you go on my personal instagram uh i've been posting just random slow motion clips of particles and water and rain and airborne tablets and it was just one of those i got so overwhelmed and busy with these editing projects i needed something to break away from that and i've just now that i have the r5 it can shoot at 120 fps i was like let's just do like once a week if I can remember to do it, you know, a random slow motion thing. I'll put some like lo-fi music. It'll be like a nice calming something for me to do. It'll be a nice calming moment in your Instagram feed. Uh, and yeah, it's just been fun to do. It takes me, I don't know, maybe an hour to do to like set things up if, I, if I'm if i really into it. And then editing takes like, I don't know, 10 minutes, you know, and I yeah. throw it up on my Instagram. They've been pretty cool. I've enjoyed them. But it was funny. As soon as I saw you start making them, I was like, I feel like Jonathan is stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why would you be like making these right now? (laughs) Yeah, when I have no time to do other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, and another thing I'm excited to do in April is to get my YouTube channel back on on track. Oh, what's happening with that? Well, nothing right now because things have been so busy. I just could not do anything. It 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 didn't feel like I could take the time to work on my YouTube stuff and still make some of my deadlines because that was how intensive the editing process was for some of this. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Once nice. May gets here, I've actually already been getting some job things for May that I've said yes to. So it's so it's not like I have like nothing lined up, which is great. But I need to definitely figure out a better work-life balance and just setting aside time to edit and not edit more than that, I, th- I think, you know, but make it because I, I work better in short or uh, short intensive spurts, short mm-hmm. being relative, but like, so actually maybe long intensive spurts because <laughs> like I, <laughs> I'm bad at spreading a project out. I would rather just like bang it out in like two or three longer sessions than than do, you know, five to ten shorter sessions. You mean, like, work continuously for, like, three days? Yeah. And then take the rest of the month off kind of thing. Yeah, which is not healthy. Like, I know it's not healthy. So I have to figure out a way to get myself out of that cycle. I don't know. I think it's fine. I feel like that's fine. Is that bad? Is that a bad thing? Well, it's bad when it's a bigger project and I can't actually get it done in, like, three days. And that intensive period turns into, like, a week and a half. Like what happened yeah, with my most okay. recent project, because then that really throws everything off, you know, and part of the part of that wasn't really my fault because I couldn't edit until I got all the footage from the students and there were some de- delays. So I couldn't really start editing until oh, about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. But 
in general, it's just been, I need to find a better way to do this. <laughs> That's more sustainable and scalable. Yeah. Anyways, how's your week going? Have you been sleeping? Yeah, I've <laughs> been I've been doing well with my sleeps. I've been going to bed at around nine. Um, oh, so I've, jealous. I started a new like schedule for work because um, I was kind of tired of getting home at like 7.30. Um, so I started going into work an hour earlier and leaving an hour earlier so I can now get home at 6.30 p.m. instead of 7.30, um, which ultimately like it was really good when I was doing it. it. At first, there was a bit of just like getting used to it because I had to then get up at five versus like 5.45. So that was a little hard to adjust to. But um, basically what happens at the end of the day is like the studio closes at 5.30. But the train, the next train that I can take back to Manhattan is at 6.09. And it doesn't take 40 minutes to walk to the train. It takes like 10 so I have this really awkward like 20 minute, 30 minute gap at the end of the day where like usually I either just stay, I keep working and I work until like 5.50 and then I go to the train or I leave and then I am just like sitting at the train station killing time. But it's like my days are already so full that it feels like it seems like such a small thing, but having like 20 minutes of just wasted time like adds up. <laughs> yeah. And um, the nice thing about leaving earlier is I can take the 509 train and so I can like work right up until like 450 and I can just leave and then my assistant stays those extra like 30 minutes at the end of the day to just clean up and lock up and close on time um but that means that I've been starting work at like 745 um so it's been really good actually because I focus really well like before the studio opens before like people are emailing too much and like the phone starts ringing and people start walking in and stuff I actually can get done like a ton of work in that first hour and a half before we're actually opened and then by the end of the day I'm like so sleepy and I just want to like leave and I'm not really focusing and like working hard anyway so it makes mm -hmm. sense to just kind of like get out of there. Um, so I had been doing that and that was going really well and then my assistant was off last week and so I had to go back to my old schedule of being there to open at 8.30 and being there to close at 5.30, which meant all week I got back at 7.30 and realized that I missed the new schedule of getting home <laughs> at 6.30. Um, but yeah, no, I've still been going, to, I've been trying to go to bed at like 9 p.m. Um, Are you starting a little to tough. get more outdoor photo shoots now that it it's getting it's darker later um yeah i mean i liked it when i was doing outdoor shoots and it was getting darker earlier because then i could go home earlier right it's well, that's now what hard asking, because you're trying to go home earlier but now yeah sunsets yeah, yeah. at like 7 30 yeah um well we haven't had too many outdoor shoots until recently like as of the last like week and a half people started calling like it got it got warm here like the flowers started blooming um i think people got back in town after spring break and business just picked up like really fast um which is good it's like the opposite of how like your schedule's been where like the past few months were busy for you like we the january february and march were pretty slow and then things are seemingly picking up pretty fast now i mean not like fast like the holiday season but like People are calling and booking. So that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> Yay. Actually taking photos is like a good part of the job that doesn't <laughs> always happen. Um, I think yeah. it's most stressful when it's like 
we don't have any without having shoots we have no photos to sell to people right so it's like you have to get people in somehow (laughs) whether it's just like dragging them off the street like come in right now (laughs) like somehow you have to get people scheduled for photos yeah i saw you put out a model call for babies yeah we're doing um like a, a modeling event um with a clothing company called Miu. I think I'm pronouncing it right, but it's M-I-O-U, kids clothing. It's like hand knit outfits and stuff um, to like do a, a a refresh on our website. Most of the photos that are like studio samples and window displays and on our website are taken during these like short burst modeling events. They're not just from like regular family photo sessions where people uh-huh. wear whatever they want. They're like styled events. Um, so yeah, we um, posted about that. We got flooded with applications. Well, that's good. So yeah, it's good. But I'm gonna have to try to figure out how to pace myself that week because I, my gut instinct is to schedule like um, as many as possible back to back, like every single hour of every day. But oh, so every single person that applies gets to do it? Is not like you're just picking no, one? No, baby? no, 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 no. No, we're picking a select few. Oh, okay. Babies, but so many people have applied. Like, gotcha. I I have to figure out like the the modeling call was for five, but I need to figure out. Part of me wants to like add in a sixth or a seventh, maybe an eighth, but I think I probably should limit it to like just a few, so I like have time to actually eat lunch those days. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah lunch is important <laughs> eating is important yeah i forget yeah, to eat yeah. sometimes too <laughs> um have you ever when you're talking about selling photos and, and you know selling prints and things to clients have you ever gone back to an older shoot and reached out to the clients like hey we have like a new canvas size or a new material and we thought you would love it with this image that you did with us a while back like have you ever tried to sell old images to clients yeah um not necessarily so like product focused but we will reach back out to people who like placed smaller orders and said they'd come back for like larger wall art or even if we just have their photos on file for like two years like we can't guarantee that we keep them that long so we'll reach out and be like we these might be getting deleted soon like gotcha do you want anything else? Contact us now. Um, yeah, we'll yeah we reach out to former clients quite a bit. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes people like ideally people order everything they want during that first appointment. Right. That's like the easiest workflow for everybody involved. Right. So th- there are the clients that never actually ordered anything the first time around. Like usually are not the kind of people to quickly get back to us and like actually like buy something they like will stall and stuff that's why they've been stalling for so many years mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's nice that i don't know it seems like all of those tactics are like in used in the desperation of january but now that like we're actually busy with taking photos and like having appointments and stuff it we don't have to like do anything we can think of to try to like stay in business right yeah yeah and just curious with your own personal like if you were to really start back up with Catherine butler photography and if there wasn't you know any like 
conflicting stuff with classic kids like you could do headshots and portraits and everything would you start to adopt some of the business model in the sense like because i feel like both of us were very much like shoot and burn photographers and we didn't really worry about selling prints or things like that to our clients after the session like do you think you would start to do maybe some of obviously not not at the same price point but would you start to do more of the selling prints and things to dancers you work with or other people you think i'd probably yeah um dancers are tricky because it's such a different need and a different demographic and like i was working with classic kids to like make these dancer packages which are now like fully launched and all set but there was a lot of like restructuring our pricing and like the way that the shoot runs and all of this stuff for dancers so i think if i fully just did had my own studio again i'd probably continue doing a component of like family portraiture that i would structure probably very much the same as classic kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) it works super well um but then i would probably structure dance photography a little bit different like dancers i don't know like dancers in high school have maybe an interest in buying like printed artwork of them dancing for their rooms and stuff like that and like for their parents house and like their parents are probably going to buy it but like professional freelance dancers in New York really don't need that, nor do they probably want it. <laughs> right. No yeah, one it's all wants for to put like a picture of themselves or auditions. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's yeah. I mean, I'm learning a ton, and I would, I yeah. There's a lot that works really well. I mean, Classic Kids has been in business for 25 years, like as a photography studio. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of what they do, I think, is super well thought out. Um, and I think it would be kind of silly to not do what they do, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Would you consider, like, selling printed art to people to try to make more money? Yeah. I mean, something that's been on my to-do list for forever is just getting um, connected to a, a print lab. Like, Miller's, I think, is connected to Pixie Set, And so it yeah. would be so easy for me to just... Like, I can still send them the entire gallery, but then I can say, if you would like to do prints... You can do it through the gallery. It's calibrated to go with the lab, so it'll look good. You know, you don't have to go to like Walmart and get the and get the cheap, whatever that might not look right. You know, like that's that's been something I've wanted to do for forever. It just makes me nervous going through a lab and not being able to proof it before I, you know, they see it. Well, you could always get it sent to you and then ship it to them. I know, but right? that's just more work. Well, if you're <laughs> charging enough for it, it's. A- <laughs> good thing to do but yeah you should maybe consider doing like albums like if you did um because that's kind of similar to like if you did a photo shoot like a dance photo shoot for someone got like a bunch of different looks like even a mix of like headshots and full-bodied stuff and like action shots and sequences that you could do and different outfits and different locations you could offer a an album you know that you could put Mm -hmm. together and print for them um, when, and I think that might be more people might be more interested in that than like yeah five by seven prints or whatever. I think that might not actually be that worth your time. Yeah, and I'm not do sure you, if they need it. Do you do albums at Classic Kids? We do. I like try to convince everyone to get them. I think they're the absolute best. Is, is there a what's the design process like? Like, is it a template that you just like kind of put pictures in? You know, like. In this box goes like the close up. In this box goes the 
the wider shot or is is every album a little bit different every album's different they're all custom made um and does you know, the client have any feedback get... in the design like do you send them a draft and they're like i don't like that or do you just do you make it and they they have to like it <laughs> um no 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 well we send them a draft but um they have to pay the half deposit on the book before we even start working on it uh-huh um and the goal is for us to send them the the proof and for them to just say okay approved like ideally we've talked to them enough that we know enough about like what they want and everything that we're not making something that they then want to like completely rework multiple times but mm-hmm. if they do want to rework it multiple times of course we'll take care of that and we'll rework it <laughs> until they love what's printed right it's i mean that's like the 100 percent satisfaction guaranteed sort of thing um we're not going to let anyone get a book that they don't like right um because that's also but, you're charging usually yeah. a premium for albums right that's a higher tiered thing i mean it's yeah yeah it's i mean you should not probably charge what we charge it's like over <laughs> two thousand for an album um but it's the price of like it's basically the same price of 25 by 7 prints gotcha. and the, the book has 20 photos in it so it's the price of the images really and they're printed on a very similar like high quality paper so they're just all bound together which is like the benefit of it um, but i could totally see dancers wanting books mm-hmm. like that would be really cool like if i did a, a dance photo shoot and had 20 like epic images of myself i would totally buy a book of it yeah well and especially because I'm, I'm getting a lot of requests now for like birthday shoots for from parents i feel like that would for be for a... dancers yeah like like the like the dance mom says i want to like sh- my daughter wants to do a photo shoot for her birthday or i want to gift her oh, a photo cool. shoot for her birthday and i feel like that yeah. would be such a cool like end result to get that not just this digital gallery but you get this full-on album yeah from the that shoot. would be fantastic you should definitely do that you could even yeah. just have a package that includes it. Mm-hmm. Like have like a three-tiered package and like pricing tiers. One is like a mini shoot with like eight digital files or something. One is like a two-hour photo session with like 20 digital files. And then one is like a two-hour photo session with 20 digital files and an album. Mm-hmm. And it's just like factored in, right? Yeah. I feel like people would totally do that. Yeah. And when you... Like, so one thing I also think I need to get better at is I just like to give everyone all the files that I think look good and A, they never use all of them and B, that just makes, it's more editing for me. But yeah. when they're, so say you, so you do a portrait session with a client, right? And say you are going to deliver, you've said you get eight images. Do you let them pick the eight or do you pick the eight or do you give them like the first called draft like batch that they can pick from or how do you how do you do it well okay so i actually did want to talk about this because i'm doing something similar um i'm taking photos of performance mix festival again this year um but have been inspired by classic kids and also my lack of free time to like rework the whole system um and i'm sort of trying to figure out how to do it also so at classic kids like we um we you know, we'll take a ton of images, we'll cull it down to the ones that are like the best, which is maybe around 70, 80, sometimes if it's like tons of kids, different groupings and stuff, like 120 or something. People get really tired looking through photos. So you want to show them fewer than more. Right. Um, 
But then we have the client come in and they pick what they want to buy. So if they want to do a pack of five digitals, if they want to do a larger piece printed for the wall, if they want to do an album, like they come in, they look at all the unedited files and they order it. And we don't do work on the images until they've bought it, which is I used to do the same thing you did where I would just edit all the ones I liked and give them to the person. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just included in my like $200 fee for shooting a show was like, I'll give you the photos. Um, but so, okay, so for performance mix in the past, I've, um, I like was working at New Dance Alliance on like their admin team. So I had to be at all of the shows for the festival anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would just shoot every piece for fun and then i would take like all of the photos that i liked from each one i would edit them and i would make each artist a pixie set gallery and then they could just purchase individual photos from it gotcha. so once i edited them there was a Similar chance to how that we did would... at baits right yeah 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 basically same as baits but baits we had to edit them all anyway for like the festival itself and then it was right. a side benefit if the dancers bought them mm-hmm. but like new dance alliance didn't need like a hundred photos from every single dance they needed like a few to capture the vibe of the whole festival right so there were some artists who would buy a package of like 10 or 20 digital files and it was well worth my time to edit them and then there were other dancers who would like not buy anything and i had edited all of these photos for them and they didn't buy them right you know so i'm trying to figure out a system this year um for doing it and what i came up with was a flat fee new dance alliance will pay me a flat fee to do like almost more of like event photography for the Uh entire festival which could be like literally taking five photos of a certain dance to capture like the essence of it taking pictures of like the directors doing like little speeches and the taking pictures of the audience and the space as a whole and like if there was like a buffet like pictures of food like you know the whole yeah like all-encompassing like vibe of the festival and giving them like 20 to 30 edited images for grants and advertisement and like that and then in the client like info sheet for the artists um i'm now charging like a session fee for me to come and shoot one of their dances and I can't remember if this includes any digitals or not. I think it might include like two to three and then they can purchase them after that. But I'm thinking of putting just unedited files on Pixie set. And then rather than them being able to just easily like buy them, get sent the file instantaneously and the money just comes through my PayPal account, I'm going to have to figure out some sort of way of like them telling me when their images are in like a favorites category or something. Uh And then me editing them and then sort of like sending it to them through like Google Drive or something. I need to figure out like how the workflow for that is going to work. But at least that will allow me to show them all of the images without editing them. Um, But that also makes me nervous because sometimes like they don't look that good until they're edited. So I'm like, will they buy it? Will they trust that it will look better once it's slightly noise reduced and the colors are enhanced and like the contrast is better? That's like me just being a perfectionist and not wanting anybody to see like raw files of my work yeah or i feel like you could always do a basic exposure you know shadows adjustment because that's a easy uh, i mean well yeah assuming the lights don't change too too much you know just like sync it sync across, that across in lightroom and then export that and not like crop not do anything yeah and you can just say you know these have had basic adjustments done but whatever 
whichever images you pick, I would go in, you know, with a with a little bit more detail or something yeah. like that. But the whole point is sort of to like not do work for things that aren't purchased. Right. But the sitting fee that I'm charging sort of implies that like the artists actually are interested in photography or they wouldn't have paid for me to come. Right. And that's a fee like you would have gone to their show anyways because of your because you're well, covering the whole event. Not like necessarily this year. Um, gotcha. I'm trying to like I basically have to leave work a bit early to like get there. So it gives me some wiggle room that like if an artist hasn't actually paid me to shoot that piece, a lot of the pieces are like an hour long. I can uh, show up for the last like 15 minutes and probably get some stuff that New Dance Alliance can use. Gotcha. Um, if they want me to be there like the whole time to capture like the whole piece, then they have to pay for me to come. Gotcha. And then if I'm oh, so smart. sending them the photos, like I can do a little like the sitting fee will cover well, my time shooting the thing, but also like the basic adjustments that I need to do on the images mm -hmm. to send them to them. So that's sort of my plan. Um, I just don't feel comfortable anymore spending hours editing all of these files to just give them all the digitals. Yeah, and I think I it's hard too because every single client that calls us at Classic Kids assumes that they get all the digitals. And so I have to give them this speech every single time and be like, I know most photographers, like the shoot just includes all of the files. That's not how we work here at Classic Kids. It's a bit different. And then I realized like, I can't also outside of work be that photographer that gives away all the digital files or I'm like doing <laughs> myself a disservice because I'm adding to like the reason that everybody thinks that's a thing that shouldn't be a thing. Like, yeah, you shouldn't just get them all. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure that out because um, oh, I don't know if I told you yet, but I'm going back to Bates this summer. Oh, cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's official. I confirmed it, I think, last week. Um, I'm going to be nice. the staff photographer, but I'm also going to help out with the video team because they don't have interns this summer. Yeah, I saw that. No interns. I would have maybe applied, but you know. Oh, you you are past intern status. You should not go back as an intern. <laughs> it's so much fun, though. It, it is fun. I will, I will agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I need to figure out because also, you know, in the past, we I actually made quite a bit from participants buying the images. So yeah. I actually didn't mind editing all the good ones and, you know, just putting it up. Because you never know who wants what. But, yeah, no, I same with me. It was quite worth, it felt quite worth my time. Yeah. But also, like, something we probably should acknowledge is there's a difference. When we say editing all of the images, we're not talking about, like, every single time we press the shutter. We're talking about the ones that we like. Right. Which like is we which is already bringing it pass. down to at least I don't know at least a third of the images total that I took. Yeah, but so it's just basically saying like, it's never all of them. It's how right. many do you want to edit and share? Is it like two hundred? Is it like fifty? How selective yeah. are you being? And it's yeah, well, the concept of are you editing it before or after somebody buys it? But at Bates, like, they're the staff is going to use the photos for for stuff for promo cards for the website for Instagram. Yeah. The problem this year is everyone's wearing a mask. So I don't know how many people are going to buy a picture of them, even though if it's even if I catch them in a beautiful moment. But if they're all wearing masks. Oh, that's you know, true. Yeah. You know, I like, buy a like even Bates, they were like, we don't really need as many pictures this year because we're never going to use them for promotional material. You know, mm -hmm. it's really more just to document the summer, which is which is part of the reason why they asked if I would be willing to join the video team for some of the stuff, because they don't need me to take as many pictures. True. Yeah. 
So, but you know, maybe that means I can do more outdoor photo shoots with individual dancers or something. Yeah, you know? that would be so, cool. We'll see. The schedule is going to be a little funky at Bates. So, what's the deal with the schedule? Good question. I haven't. They told me, and all I remember was, "Oh, that's different than before." <laughs> I don't Great. actually remember the, the format. I just remember they're yeah. being much more strict with, like, once you sign up for a class, you can't switch because of COVID. Oh, so they're trying to sort of contain people to like little pod groups or something. Something like that. I mean, it's not quite pods because, you know, you can go from one class in the morning to a different class in the evening and it's going to be two different groups of people. But just not having people switch around as much because, you know, in the past you could try this class, then try the next class until you finally decided on this class, you know. Well, and people would like pop around even once you were set you would like who's yeah. this random person and gaga and they're just like skipping their other class and just walking in like no one really takes enough attendance to know that's sort yeah. of just the vibe yeah but so this summer they're not allowing any of that for safety reasons but um other than that i've i think there are fewer classes that's definitely a change because it's fewer in-person participants and then the i think it's like longer sessions with just like one teacher but i don't remember remember really i just oh, show man. up so i look at the calendar I and i figure out where to go <laughs> i can't imagine dancing in those spaces with a mask on like you're already drenched in sweat yeah i think that would be enough of a deterrent like i just don't think i like dancing enough to dance with a mask on <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there yeah uh, i mean it's gotta... gonna be interesting we'll see how it goes I'm just glad that yeah. they're doing something in person. Yeah, no, that's good. Virtual dance stuff is just not worth it to me right now. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. I'm the same. Yeah. Well, you had a thing that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, but we're already Let's... kind of 30 minutes in. I feel like we can save that for another time. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think on that note, we're both getting busier. <laughs> we're both starting to get back into like live dance things so that's a great positive note to end on yeah uh, so actually if you're listening to this and you're a dance photographer or dancer let us know you know what are some in-person events that you are starting to see in your communities yeah. maybe being a part of you know it's just it's it's nice to hear that things are starting to slowly slowly open back up um, but you can always email us any questions or thoughts at still in motion podcast at gmail.com follow us uh, follow us on instagram at Still In Motion Podcast. Follow Catherine at Catherine.Butler. And you can actually also follow her stuff at Classic Kids. Uh, I forget the handle though. It's something Classic yeah. Kids Greenwich. <laughs> Classic Kids underscore Greenwich. Yeah, there you go. And then you can follow me at Jesu Media. Thank you to Amanda Blythe for our graphic design. Thank you to Shannon McConnell for our music. Thank you to Jillian Sanders for editing our episodes. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.